Welcome, welcome everybody. This is Hot Dog Stand Chronicles Volume 9. I'm happy to be here out at a Mezzo Wine Shop in Westerville, Ohio, hanging out with uh, my featured guest for July, and I'm very excited to have her on here. First, uh, I want to introduce myself. If you guys don't know who I am, I am Mike Rudd. I am an author, a speaker, a sports marketing specialist, and a hot dog extraordinaire. If you don't like that, you could just say I'm a sales guy with a hot dog marketing problem. I guess that'd be an easy way to put it. So today what we're doing is, as in past months, we are hitting the streets. We're finding people who have found their hot dog stand, aka their passion and motivation in life, and we're talking to them, finding out what makes them tick, what makes their lives so incredible that they want to do something each and every day that has meaning. And these are real stories with real people off the cuff, and they're just here to inspire you and give you some ideas so that hopefully eventually in your life you can find your way to your hot dog stand. So right now I'd like to introduce my special guest for July, Sarah. Hello. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good, Mr. Rudd. Excellent. I'm happy you're on here. I want to. I do not like to mispronounce last names. Canatano. That's what I was going to say, but I'd just like to double check on that. Chris is over here laughing. I'm like, you don't know my last name, man? Come on. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for coming on here today. No problem. I have always, since we've known each other for about a decade, was very interesting to me when I started doing this. I always kind of thought of you as a future guest because of the way you had a story in a career of something you were excited about. And then eventually it turned into something else that you combined with a hobby from when you were growing up, and you've been able to turn it into now a career and a business. Yes. So why don't you tell the listeners of the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, we can start back when I was a young little knee-high to a turnip. Um I would go garage sailing with my grandma, and that was a blast. We would look for, um, I was really into Barbies, and so I was always looking for that, like, treasure, you know, those clothes I didn't have, or neat Barbie accessories <laughs> that none of the other kids had, and um, so I, I always have loved looking for treasures just in different places. And then, um, I guess, I at some point, you know, I decided that I was, I really liked clothes, and I wanted to make the clothes for Barbie, and so that kind of led me in a path, at, from a very young point, um, into, I could be a fashion designer, you know? So it was kind of always a passion of mine to become a fashion designer and so um you know fast forward through college and I had a career in fashion design and um so it it was great and I learned so much and I had an amazing experience um and then eventually I, there was something that I was still missing you know I um I felt that I I had learned so much with that business um, at a major retailer, um, designing for them. Um, 
I had gotten to a point where I wasn't feeling awesome anymore. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't what I wanted to do every day. There was mm-hmm. something that wasn't making me. Um, something wasn't. I wasn't getting feeling that creative burst of yes. energy. So eventually, um, you know, it took a long time, but I, and I had to do a lot of searching. Okay, what am I good at? Like, what do I love to do? Like, what do I really love? And that's such an easy question to answer when people ask you, "What do you love to do?" Just go do that. Well, yeah, but sometimes because it's like, oh, <laughs> I like to take pictures, you know, or something. Um, but it's like it, it was. It was. It seems like an easy. But when you're looking for, like, a career change, a complete career change, um, it's not easy. And it took a lot of time to um, sort through what, you know, what I was really good at, what I was was passionate about. And it was just the silliest thing. And it, it came back to, you know, what I really enjoy was my husband and I really loved going out and going to antique shops or flea markets when we had the time to do that. And I love buying pieces. And I always had people come over to my house and say, oh my gosh, I love your house. You know, it, it, look, it, it feels like home. And one day, it was so stupid, we were watching HGTV, you know, eating cinnamon rolls. And I was like, that house is lame. Like, it needs some... Spunk. It needs some vintage awesome to pump up the volume. So, I mean, that's kind of how it all just... It, it came like a, I don't know, a thundercloud. Yep. Or not a thundercloud, but a bolt of lightning one morning. Yes. And it was just like, wow, you know, people... Where I was working before, I didn't have a lot of time to say... Um, Go to, go to the flea markets as much as I want to, or you know, to buy unique pieces to decorate my house. And I was like, I want to be the person to find the unique things to pump up the volume in other people's homes. You know, I want to find these things. You know, I want to help people out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of times people begin that search that you just talked about when all of a sudden where they're at, the creativity is being taken out of what they're able to do. Because I think at heart, as kids, we're all creative. That's all yeah. we do is create things and have fun. And the moment that's taken away, that's when we start looking for something more mm-hmm. or searching for something more. Whether subliminally or not, we know we are. Mm-hmm. So where are you now? Well, where I am now, um, about years ago when I had my lightning bolt of inspiration um, I built a website and I started selling um, vintage on Etsy um, and since then it kind of grew it started out with the vintage um, and I've all, like I said I've always loved designing and doing things like that and I, I worked in the industry for seven years so it's hard to shake that, you know, yeah. and even if it's not closed, um, I, I have a love of vintage fabrics. And so I started out with just the vintage pieces to jazz up your space. And then I started taking my fabrics 
that I loved. And, you know, it was a pillow here and there. And then it just kind of, I went on a trip and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be neat to have, you know, something special to give a gift of wine to someone and it was reusable and not just a bag, you know, it was something silly like that. But, um, so I started concepting and I found ways to incorporate my love of vintage fabrics into, um, different pieces that people could use. And, um, it gave different things, you know, it gave it a new life. You know, there are people that collect things and I want to make it into something that people can use. Yes. So um, that's kind of where I'm at now. I ha I'm now selling not only online. I have um, my stuff in a couple of local shops um, here at Meza Wine Shop in yep. Westerville. I have my whole line of wine accessories. And then I sell um, at Celebrate Local at Easton and at Holy Craft in Clintonville. Right so. next to where my guest from June, Angie, at Jekyll and Hyde, I believe. I know. And you're also somewhere, for uh, the people that are not locally, out in the Kansas. Midwest, Kansas. Yes. Um, I'm <laughs> at a shop called Serendipity, which is... It's funny the way the world works you know <laughs> I um I started when I was doing this when I started out um it was great because I hooked up with some people um through Etsy and on Twitter um the vintage Etsy Twitter team Nice. Um, and one of the ladies there was amazing. She was actually someone that I was like, oh my God, she can do everything, you know, and she is a farmer and she, ha she opened a shop and mm -hmm. it was so, it was, it was such an honor when she said, Hey, I would love to have some of your coffee sleeves and, you know, different items yes. in my shop. So yeah, I, Sending stuff out there too. Yeah, so, so if you're in the plains, she's yeah, out there too. Yeah, it's good. When, you know, a lot of people are out there, you know, I don't want to say just cash and paychecks, but they're doing stuff that, you know, you went to college for fashion design. Mm -hmm. You were working, I remember when you were traveling all over the world yes. doing this work, also locking about 120 hour weeks with it. Yes. At what, you know, point did do we reach that you say, you know, I need to find something for me. I need to find something that I can contribute back to the world that really has some meaning. Uh, when people are looking for that, what advice do you have for them when they reach that breaking point that they need their lightning bolt or their thundercloud to come into their life? <laughs> I don't think thundercloud right. <laughs> um, you know what it was? It was when I was not... I was... I started to feel like I was in um, kind of, kind of like zombie land or a um, a constant loop um, where I I was doing stuff and I felt like I was doing it over and over and mm -hmm. over again. I wasn't feeling inspired by um, things around me, and it was very inspirational working there. But when I wasn't feeling that passion and drive for the product that I was creating, yeah. it wasn't fair to them and it wasn't fair to me, you know. And so at that point, I just knew I needed to discover something that would 
bring that back. You yeah. know, that that little girl that wants to go to garage sales yeah. and get excited about her Barbie clothes, you know, so. Well, I think sometimes, you know, when people ask me, you know, how do you find your hot dog stand? How, you know, how do you find this? What do you like to do? It's not easy for people. I think you're a great example of somebody who took something that you love when you were growing up and you combined it with something that you got an education in and you actually went out in the real world and did it for a major company for a number of years and you were able to combine the two into some physical art, some physical products that people can use to differentiate their homes from yeah. the you know cookie cutter suburban neighborhoods that you sometimes see out there and I think that's important to people and it serves a need and fulfills a void in some of their lives so well I always like to think of it this way okay so you can wear clothes you know you wear them for one day and I'm a big fan of like crazy patterns and pattern mixing if you put all that on yourself you're gonna look well you're gonna look crazy but you can mix it up in your house, you know, if you have a neutral palette, you can throw a bunch of stuff on there, and that can be there every day, you can brighten it up, you can put it away for a little while, you can bring it out, you know, it's something that you could, you can have out every day, whereas something you wear, you can wear it once, yes. stick it in the laundry bin, <laughs> I don't know. What advice do you have for everyone out there trying to find something that they love? I don't, you know, you just need to... I don't know. It takes a lot of time. You really got to think about it. Like, people say, oh, you're really awesome at what, you know, people will come up to me at shows and say, oh, I really admire, you know, your work or this or that. And I said, but you're good at something, too. It's something that I can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, um, I'm in, everyone is good at something. Absolutely. So it's just, it's not going to. It's not always easy to come to that conclusion, um, what you're great, you know, good at. Um, Sometimes it takes a lot of thought, and it may take months and months and months and years, but, Mm -hmm. you know, little by little, you really just need to stick to it, and um, I don't know, you gotta gotta find what you love and what you're passionate about, and It's the silliest sitting there like, oh, I like to go antique shopping, you know, and just, you put little bits together and suddenly it becomes a career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. That's perfect, perfect way to sum up how to find your hot dog stand, I think. Now, where can we find you? You can find me um, on the interwebs. Um, I'm at www.theuniquebird.com. Um, from there, you can link to my Twitter. You can link to my Facebook. You can go on my Etsy and shop. There you go. So, I love your Twitter name. What's your Twitter name? I am at Garage Sale Girly, G-I-R-L-Y. I like so, it. So, um, yeah. And I'm going to have all this for everybody, you know, right below the podcast, all the information for everybody. Before we go, uh, I want to thank you very much for being my guest. I appreciate (laughs) it. You totally rock for coming on here. Marketing fun with Mike, lightning round question time. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What is the single best AAA baseball promotion in the entire country? Promotion? Nice. Hot dog races. Oh, Diamond Dog Night. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) 
promotion. What's Time uh, what, over the last few months? What's probably the coolest item that you have found shopping uh, in a garage sale, antique shop that you've been able to turn into something that is kind of even a surprise to you? Oh, I don't know. We went to a local place and I found this. Re- we at, uh, it's not for sale though. <laughs> well, you can still tell still tell the story. Still tell the we story. We found this. Really awesome travel bar um, from the fifties, and it, it and the lady was so cool. She told us about how her uncle used to take it on business trips, and basically would have a um, madman style party right in his hotel room. Nice. So <laughs> I think that's not for sale. That might be staying at my house. <laughs> well, if we if I have a listener email me offering you twenty grand. A million dollars. Million dollars. Million dollars. Million dollars. It's for sale. (laughs) Other than that, it's staying staying at their house. It's at my nest. Uh, Two last questions. One, is your father the biggest University of Dayton Flyers basketball fan in the world? I think he is. What do you think? I think yes. Yes. This man is nuts about Dayton Flyer basketball. He's the best. On your hot dog, ketchup or mustard? Mustard only. Mustard only. Lots and lots of mustard only. You know, the hot dog and sausage council of America suggests that after a certain age, you really need to cut out the ketchup. Cut out the ketchup. Wow. Now that's a hot dog fun fact there for everybody. You really need to go on their website. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, Listeners, you know, I hope... You find a little tidbits of information and knowledge from each of these. If you think you have a story worth telling or if you have a friend or a colleague that you think should be featured on these, I'm all ears. Please email me, mike at marketingfunwithmike.com or hit me up on my Facebook page or my Twitter. Until next time, everybody. This is the Hot Dog Extraordinaire signing off. As always, carpe diem. Awesome. I don't know what I'm saying. That could have been most.